Oh, yes. Rainbows, that's all we've been seeing in Gippsland of late. And it's time to check in with Aiden Box. And the reason that we play a bit of Cousin Izzy is that uh, Aiden's been over in Hawaii. How have, have you thought out yet? Well, I was down at the Interleague Carnival at Morwell yesterday, and that definitely thawed me out, Brad. It was absolutely freezing, and compared to Hawaii, where it doesn't drop below 25 degrees, it was a definite shock for me. But I'm glad to be back because we've got an awesome finish to this 2023 season coming up, and I can't wait. Yeah, boy, certainly we have got a season to remember this year. There's only seven rounds after the bye. Can you believe that? Seven games to go. And we're going to touch on a, a couple of clubs as run homes because they are pretty difficult. And I was out there at Inverloch, Conwack, Turidan, Delmore on the weekend, called that Fressy in Gippsland and actually picked Turidan, Delmore. Do not know what I was thinking. I think it was the big thing because Will Hams was overseas and uh, he's a super player. But they got the chocolates done by 35 points in the end, Inverloch, Conwack. They sit on top, still undefeated, six points clear. And Aiden, they're a massive 104% clear of Phillip Island. And I think you can't put that past anything other than the way that their defence sets them up. And I just want to highlight, I was in Hawaii, as you mentioned, but I was able to watch, thanks to the West Gippsland TV live stream, I was able to watch the last two Seagulls games. And I just really want to credit the work of Michael Eels and Jarvis Pryor. I think they, in a back line where you've got the likes of Tate Short, Tom Hams himself, Louis Rankin, those two boys, Eels and Pryor, sort of go under the radar. But if I was a forward in the league, their two names, they're probably at the top of the list and I hope they don't play on me because Jarvis Pryor took Ryan Gillis uh, in the Coraline game. Gillis went goalless, barely would have you know touched the football all day. And, and Pryor was probably giving up a bit of size advantage and definitely some experience there. And Eels, obviously, you know, team of the year, centre-half back, he, he took Nathan Gardner and kept him to one goal, which just hasn't happened um, barely any uh, in the last couple of years. So, And then last weekend, obviously, they had the job on a really potent Turret and Delmore forward line and setting them up once again. They, they're obviously not the players you want distributing the football, and they won't mind me saying that, but they're so crucial to that IK defence. They let Tate Short, they let Louis Rankin and Tom Hem sort of run up, run off and distribute the ball because they lock down the forwards so well, and they're just integral. And that's the reason their percentage is so high, because they're really hard to score against. You've got, you've got Tate Short being able to drop off and take intercept grabs, which you saw on the weekend, just did so often. And Tom Tom Hams is so smart down there, and he's been credited during the week as well for his you know first half of his rookie season as head coach. There was a Weekly Times article which put him in you know the top three, the top five uh, coaches in the in the state in terms of rookie head coaches, alongside some former AFL players and Tim Broomhead and Sam Murray. So that's pretty high praise for Tom, and you can't discredit him at all. The job he's done has been phenomenal coming in, having to fill the massive boots of uh, ben Samalis, he's done such a good job. And his team, he'll credit them as well. They can't be discounted either. Uh, obviously, Lee Cole, Shane Batako, Chris Turlick does an awesome job with the under-18s who are having a great season themselves. So yeah, they're we, going to be very hard to stop. We spoke, spoke to Tom Hams after the game and we made mention actually of Michael Eels. We just thought that he was sensational on the weekend. And we actually mentioned Tom because... A lot of these coaches, when they're playing coaches, don't like to talk 
about themselves. But, boy, as you said, him and Tate Short really set him off that back half. Hams ended up kicking a couple of goals on the weekend. But the one thing that I'm really worried about for Inverloch Kongwak, Toby Marnie kicked three first-half yeah. goals, and that looked like a really bad hamstring on the weekend. It did, and... Obviously, you know, co-captain, he's so important to them. He's just so invaluable in terms of how he leads that forward line. Even last year when they didn't have their best season, Toby probably didn't have his best season. He'll be the first to admit that. But he still directed that forward line so well. His leadership is just second to none, um, you know, in the, in terms of forwards in the league. And it did look pretty bad. I, I believe the word from Toby and, and the club themselves is, it's not as bad, probably, as it first looked. I think he's very optimistic to be back, uh, at least for the finals or in the next couple of weeks. Uh, maybe not the next couple, but the, in, in a little in a few weeks' time. So that's really positive for them. Well, but from someone old. that's done a lot of hamstrings, I can tell you that uh, I said in the court, looked like he got shot by a gun, the way he pulled sure. up. And as you say, it did look really bad, but that's good news if it's not as bad as what it first looked. Leaves a big hole, though. I, th- I think they can fill it with the terms of junior talent they've got. But like I said, the leadership, you can't really match there. But I, I back Tom Hams and-, and the team into replacing really well. But the other thing is, obviously, you mentioned the absence of Will Hams. Obviously, hurts him a bit because he's an absolute star. But they've obviously been able to win those last two massive games without him. So if- once they get him back, I think they'll be really boosted by that. And uh, obviously, they're, they're going to be hard to stop. I would consider, you know, they've got some massive games, but... Again, not till a bit later in the season. They do play Nanagoon again, which you have to mention their record in Nanagoon, which is where that match will be, isn't great in the last couple of seasons. Uh, these two teams do like splitting their matchups, uh, and they usually hold serve at home. And I think Nanagoon match up with them really well. They've also got a, a really potent forward line and a strong midfield, so that'll be massive. Uh, but the way they're playing, you know, finishing the season with you know one or uh, just a couple losses is definitely on the cards. You got to stop them at every line, and you have to play a full game of footy to beat them. And and Coral Lynn found that out, and yeah. they can play in rain and hail or shine. Yeah, certainly were very good on the weekend. Marcus Desant dominated in the ruck, and his brother Oscar just fed off him. It was just like we said in the call. Caught Marsh bold Lily on the weekend with Marcus and Oscar Desant. They were unbelievable. Toby Money sits in fifth position at the moment on 31 goals in the goal-kicking list. So I just want to go through that. Nathan Gardner on top from Coraline with 59. He's 21 clear of Kilcunda Bass's Taylor Gibson on 38. Mason McGarity got seven on the weekend and popped himself back in equal third spot on 34 with Nanagoon's Dermot Yorney. And then behind Toby Marnie in fifth is Stuart Scanlon from Turret and Dalmore on 29. Where do you think, and we won't spend too much more time on Inverloch Kongwak, but where do you think they're going to get their goals from uh, with Toby Marnie out for the next few weeks? I know Boltus through the midfield's kicking a few, but who else? Well, I think they'll really try and get their midfielders involved. Like you mentioned, Hams usually bobs up for a couple. In terms of filling Marnie's role, I think the youngster, Callan O'Flynn, is really blossoming up forward for them. He's a great size. He's got all the skill. And they just need to really lead him into his role. I think he can maybe not play up to Toby's level because that's quite hard. But he's he's a lot a really talented kid. I think Tate Cummings has been phenomenal. They obviously lost Jensen Garnham to Lane Gatha at the start of the season. And Tate Cummings just really come into that role as as the young flyer and just really taking it on his own as his own. 
I think Tom Wyatt's been playing some decent footies going under the radar himself. So they've got options up there. None of them having the season that Marnie has had been having, but I think they'll be able to cover it. I think the mids will get involved. Oscar Desant might spend a bit more time down there because they've got so many options through the middle of the ground. So I think they'll be okay. But yeah, my tip would be for Cummings to have a bit more of an impact, the youngsters to really come through and yeah, Wyatt uh, and Bolters and a few of the other uh, experienced mids to hold the ship. I want to touch on Dalston. We spoke 20 days ago. Last time we did a podcast for West Gippsland Football Netball, they had just dropped from second to fifth, and they've now gone to seventh. Their last four games lost to Phillip Island at home, at their home ground, Alston, by 70 points. Then it was a 95-point loss to Tiradon Delmore at home again. Then they had to travel over to Nanargoon and went down by 83 points. Last week, they travelled over to Warrigal and went down to the Dusties by 88 points. Doesn't get any easier after the bye. They got Coralin, but they did beat them in round five by 20 points. They are in a really, really unenviable position right now. Yeah, this game is huge because really when they went down to the Cobra Dome and got the win, that's what really set up everyone talking about them finally being back in finals contention. The win was huge for them. They went on a little stretch where... After that and during that time where they got up to second spot, but like you mentioned, those big losses since then and that loss to Inverloch have just really been embarrassing for them. And along, they'll hate this me saying this, but they really sit quite closely alongside Kilcunda Bass now, right in that spot where they're sort of stranded. They're not at the bottom sort of rebuilding, playing kids, but they're not in finals contention per se, where they can, you know, go and compete in a final. So they're really in that sort of no man's land at the moment and I don't think we can continue to put it lightly for them. I think you have to be a bit harsh on them at the moment because both of those sides are almost underachieving. They've they've had their time at the bottom. They need to really be competing with those sides. And we were harsh on them last time we spoke, but Warrigal's really overtaken them since then. We thought they were... A lot of us thought they may have been shot, but they've overtaken Dalston and Kilcunderbass, who were playing some great footy at the start of the season. So... This game against Coralin for the Magpies is huge. If they can get it done again, they'll revive their season and they might be a shout. But for me, it's, it's really a three-horse race for that sixth position between, obviously, the Dusties, the Panthers and the Magpies. And to be honest, I'm not convinced any of them can do too much damage in a final. And I would back the Dusties at this point because Dalston have just been disappointing. It'd be okay if they'd lost those games, but they were competitive. And that's the thing that Andy Thomas wanted at the start of the season is just to be more competitive. But they haven't been. Like you mentioned, there have been massive losses, some of which at home, which you just re- you can't really condone for a team that you're expecting to be you know, improving and pushing for that sixth spot. And Kilcunder Bass have been much the same. They've had some hefty losses and they may have had a few key injuries, but you just can't be having that. You've got to compete a bit more. Yeah. The thing that really worries me for Dalston is that their percentage is only better by better than three sides, and that's Garfield, Currumburra, and the winless Bunyip. So whilst they're a game out, they're actually 46% away from Warrigal, and that is a damning thing. With Kui Rapper only a game behind Dalston, and their percentage is better, as is Kilcunder Bass. I think they're in real danger. If they lose the one against Coraline after the bye... I think their season might be gone. Hey, what, talking of Warrigal Industrials, I've got to say, they brought a young kid down by the name of Moe Alia from Sydney. He's the brother of the Giants-listed Alia. He's 205 centimetres. They played him through uh, the under-18s. He kicked five or six and, from all accounts, had around 40 to 50 hit-outs and dominated in the under-18s. On the same day, they 
uh, debuted a young 16-year-old Alexander Toru, kicked three goals and was named third best on debut. I had a look at his highlights tape and he was absolutely sensational, not only taking marks freely around the game, a lot of them were contested marks. Now, I'm told he's a cousin of yours, Aidan. Yes, I believe he's my second cousin. He's uh, yeah related on my mum's side, and he's he's been great. I followed him closely last season in the under 16s. He was competing with my younger brother uh, and Inverloch Comwax, and he's just he was massive for them then. He's a great size. He's got all the skill and he's a really fit guy and, and a smart footballer. And he's on the Gippsland Power list. He was emergency on the weekend, so his football just keeps on improving. And you mentioned Aaliyah. And it's just, it's so, I'm so happy to see that the Dusties have done this uh, and they've gone this way because last time we spoke, I remember saying that we're sort of considering, you know, we, um, Singh leaving and a bit of uproar with the results they've been having. They've obviously been embarrassed by Inverloch a few weeks prior. We were unsure which way they'd go, but I said I think they should, you know, play some kids, play, play some exciting footy and, and try and compete, try and get back to there because all they have to do is get to the finals. And that's exactly what they've done. They've gone on bring Aaliyah down, they've, they've given Alex a go and it's really paid off for them. That game against Dalston, it's, it sounds silly now because they won by so much, but it really was a danger game, their last couple, and they were able to get some great wins, string some great wins together and play some exciting footy. You mentioned the highlights yeah, of Alex and and the young fella, Aaliyah, who just dominated in, the, in their under-18. So they've got a lot of options now and you just feel like the vibes are a lot better and they're a lot happier and more excited for the rest of the season. They've got a massive game coming up, probably the biggest test in the league, yeah. hosting Inverloch. Uh, and I, I do expect them to be a lot more competitive. They need to redeem themselves and at least get that margin a lot further down than it was at the Nest last time they played. But I think they will, and I think they're going to have a great rest of the season because just because of that positivity they've got. And I mentioned it last podcast. They just need a bit of momentum, and they're dangerous, no matter who's on their list. You yeah. mentioned McGarity. He's back in form, and that's massive for them as well. He's a star. So I think I can't talk highly enough of, of what they've done because they could have been excused for saying, oh, we've we've muffed up this season and, and we're just going to lie down. But they haven't, and that's the sort of club they are. So well done to them. Yeah. But they've got a massive game after the bye. They have, and the other thing that they did on the Sunday after the Dalston game, uh, Harmit Singh, took a number of under-16s and 18s to the Adelaide-Collingwood game at the MCG and took them on a tour throughout the Collingwood, uh, used to be called the Lexus Centre, I'm not too sure, it might be Westpac now, um, took them through there and had a good look around. So they're doing some wonderful things off-field, the Warrigal Industrials, and I've always sung their praises on their off-field stuff and they're doing some really good things and we know what they did last year in the final series. They surprised a few and I'm with you. If they do get in, which it looks like they might, they're going to surprise a few. Let's go through the ladder just quickly. On top, Inverloch Kongwak, 44 points uh, with a healthy percentage of 339. Second spot now. They've jumped a spot after their win last weekend over Garfield. Phillip Island on 38. Turidan Delmore after their loss to the top side. Inverloch Kongwak on 36. Nana Goon sit uh, fourth on 30 
Coralin fifth on 28, as we said, Warrigal on 24 in sixth, and then outside that top six, Dalston on 20, but as I said, 46% behind, then Kiwirup on 16, Kilcunda Bass on 16, no one else can make it, Garfield just with the two wins, Caranborough one win, and Bunyip on the bottom yet to open their account. Now the big tw- round 12 games, around 12 games next week, after the bye uh, we don't need to spend too much time on the top one. Bunyip, take on Kilcunda Bass, and I would imagine you'd be the same. Kilcunda Bass should get this done. Yeah, it' pretty pretty embarrassing if they don't. No disrespect to Bunyip, but they really have to. That's a win they have to have if they are trying to steal that uh, sixth spot off Warrigal and Dalston. So you, you have to pick the Panthers in this one. Now the next one, as you said, alluded to earlier, this is uh, there's a couple of really good games, but this probably means more to the top. That, that fifth, sixth, seventh position than any other game. Dalston sitting seventh, take on the fifth place, Coralin. Yeah, it's huge. Coralin have to win this game because they're going to want to stay out of that log jam for the sixth spot and they want to stay in fifth and fourth. So those four points are huge for them. But obviously they gave up those points to the Magpies last time and the Pies themselves need the win to stay in contention with Kilcanabas and Warrigal for that final spot and, and really keep their season alive, which we've talked a lot about in this episode. So... It's huge. I'm still going to pick the Cobras. I think the form that Dalson in is just not up to the firepower that the Cobras have. But they've sort of let me down in the last few weeks. So I think it could go either way. There's a there's a you know universe where it, it goes either way and it's really close. But I think the Cobras have a massive bounce back game here and and really put themselves back in contention for that top four. Yeah, I'm going to go Coral in to reverse that result in round five where they lost by 20 points. I think they'll win and finish Dalston's season, actually. The next game is a game of pride. They just will be playing for pride, these two sides. Garfield sitting 10th that have only won the two games. They'll take on Karambarabina sitting 11th that have only won the one. This one's going to be great as well. I think these, these two are sort of up there with... You know, if I had a second favourite club or, you know, a, a, fav- a club that you, you just feel really good about, they both are because they've got such great young lists and, and their coaches are really leading those young lists really well. I think Garfield just just play a little bit, a little bit of, they're a little bit further along, I think, in terms of they play their ground really well. And I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I think they're, they're, Injury list is a little bit better off at the moment. The Giants, once again, have, have been really unlucky with injuries. So I think they'll travel over there well and, and be competitive, but I've got the stars in that one. Yeah, Garfield for mine too. This one should be a good one too. Nana Goon, who are just uh, hitting their straps, breathing down the neck of Turret and Delmore at the moment. They're sitting fourth. They're at home to Kiwirup sitting eighth. Yeah, a bit of a rivalry game this one. I think it'll be closer than people think in the first half. Cool, you'll give it a real shot. They're usually pretty competitive against Nanagoon, and it'll be a pretty tight contest. I think there'll be a lot of you know contested footy, but the Goon will run away with it in the end, I reckon, and and really set themselves up for their back half of the season, which I think you know they're they're a decent sniff to really take it up to Turin and and Philip Island for that you know second and third spot, which is just I can't speak about how massive it is, that top three, because if Turret and, and Phillip Island, they're really fighting at this stage for that second and third spot, and, and the team that finishes third may have to play a Nana Goon, which you just don't want to do in the finals. So that's a massive game, but I think uh, the Goon get it done at home. Yeah, so do I. Now, this next one will be the SEN Gippsland match of the day down at Cowes. Phillip Island sitting second. They take on Turret and Dalmore sitting third, and it really is an eight-point game. 
it's probably, yeah, one of the games of the year in terms of importance. I'll come off the bike. Both teams, you'd think, will be rested and, and rearing to go. And I, I really hope this is a doozy because I expect it will be very much so. I really don't know who to pick here. I, I might just go in the fact that last year, Phillip Island beat them the first time or one time and then Turin and Delmore got them the second time. So, or, or vice versa. I, I think I might just have to go the Seagulls because and hedge my bets that it'll be another 50-50 because it really is for mine. I think both sides, are, they're going to fight so hard. They'll be so desperate for this win and, and to stay on the heels of IK. So I'll pick the Seagulls, but I think it'll be under 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to go the island. I called this game in round three at Turret and Dalmore. They got up by 44 points that day, Philip. And I just think they're playing some super footy at the moment. And we all know how difficult they are to beat down at Cows. And if it's weather like we've been having next Saturday, where it's cold, wet and windy, I expect the island to get the job done. Should be an absolute ripper. And the last game for mention is the Warrigal Industrials at home, sitting sixth, take on the top side, undefeated Inverloch Conway. Yeah, this will be another great one. There'll be just a plethora of young talent on display, like you mentioned. Alex might be on for a Gippsland Power call-up at that stage, but you mentioned Aaliyah, and then you mentioned Desant, uh, the Desant brothers for IK. I mentioned a few young fellas IK have got as well. You've got McGarity on the Dusty side, so... There's a lot of talent that's going to be out there in that game. I'll pick the Seagulls. I think they'll travel really well. Tom Hands will set them up beautifully. And they know how to play Warrigal really well now. They obviously pulled their pants down a bit and embarrassed them, I guess, uh, at home in the rematch of last year's elimination final. And I think the Dusties will get them a bit closer this time. But I'm going to pick the Seagulls in that one at Western Park. Yeah, I'm with you. We were both out there calling that Inverloch Congwack Warrigal Dusties game back on round five on May 13 where... The Sea Eagles got up by 75 points. So I'm with you. I cannot see anyone right now beating Inverloch Congwack, but that may change. Aiden Box, thanks very much for your time today. And uh, we'll catch you out at the footy now. You probably don't know what game you're calling for West Gippsland TV after the bye, but I would imagine it would be the Phillip Island Turret and Delmore game. Yes. Yeah, so hopefully I'll see you there. That's, I can't wait for that one. I've, Really hope the buy goes really quickly because, boy, we've got a great finish coming up, probably one of the best in recent history. But thanks for having me on, mate. It's always a pleasure and enjoy the week off this weekend. Success through service. Alex Scott and staff is a major supporter of the local community across Gippsland through sporting clubs, schools and community groups. With over 130 years of experience, Alex Scott and staff has a proud reputation for integrity, honesty and service to all their clients. Whether you're selling or leasing your property or looking for livestock advice and support, you can trust Alex Scott and staff with offices right across Gippsland. Check out our website, alexscott.com.au for your nearest office. There's nothing like that feeling of walking into your new home. Oh, yes, I bet. Curling up on the couch in the spacious living room once you're finished unpacking. Sipping your morning cuppa at the stone bench in your light-filled kitchen. Having family and friends over for lunch for the first time. Yep, and here we are. That's why we built with Fairhaven Homes. Fairhaven feels like family. Fairhaven feels like home. Visit fairhavenhomes.com.au. CDBU 48497.